This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. The title of today's show is called, Are You Financially Literate? Today, we're going to talk about financial literacy and how important it is when it comes to making plans for your future. At this time, I'd like to welcome to our show, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing, Tony? Ah, I'm doing great, Baron. Thanks for having me on your show once again. Uh, Love chatting with you and with Simon, and I've had a great week. And this weekend's going to be a good one. It's a beautiful day. It's always a beautiful day here on the show with you guys. So uh, (laughs) financial literacy, that's an interesting topic. Um, uh, And I know you guys are the ones to to let us know what we need to know. And a lot of us out here, myself included, uh, probably could use an update uh, on financial knowledge. Um, Simon, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Tony. Thanks for asking. As yeah. you said, I'm looking forward to a nice weekend here. We've had a good week. Enjoyed talking, working with some of the clients. So happy to do today's show, as always, with the two of you. And it's a fun topic today. Yeah. Well, Baron, how have you been? Doing pretty well, bud. We uh, finally got a couple of nice days uh, this weekend. Went from uh, winter to uh, summer. So I had the opportunity to do a little golfing. And uh, it was my golf game wasn't so good, but it was nice getting out. So. <laughs> Well, it's about being outdoors. Uh, that's that's good. Yeah, it's it's like spring is finally here and it's almost summer. But um, Simon, maybe you could explain to us uh, what you guys are talking about when you say financial literacy. Sure, Tony. Um, you know, what does financial literacy mean? I think, you know, having financial literacy means that you possess the knowledge, skills, confidence that you need in order to make sound financial decisions that fit your unique situation. You know, many people think that the cornerstones of personal finance are budgeting, avoiding and managing debt, and diversification, but you really need fluency in order to achieve a rewarding and successful, secure financial life. You know, people often spend a significant amount of time, I think, um, money, energy, focusing on getting a better job, but they don't carefully consider how they will manage the money once they receive it and have that new job in place. You know, in a similar way, you might be an expert on 70s rock, let's say, or craft beer or vintage cars. You should be literate in the realm of personal finance just as much. Well, you named, uh, I got two out of the three. I'm really into 70s and 80s rock and craft beer. Uh, but you're saying you're saying I need to be financial as financially literate as I am uh, with rock music and craft beer. I don't know if I could ever achieve that. Actually, well, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe let's 
not say that you need to know all the ins and outs like you might your favorite hobby hobby when it comes to investing that you would need to know that same amount of thing with the stock markets plus the economy um you know, we don't want it to be a full-time career necessarily for you right. as individuals. That's kind of what we're here for. Um, but it's a lot for the average person. So, but you need to understand the fundamentals, you know, feel comfortable discussing the issues, yeah. you know, know some of those decision factors and have some of those things that you can have a, a literate and financially educated discussion on the topic, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Now, Baron, uh, what do you think about this? Do you think uh, lack of financial literacy is a widespread issue? Well, actually, yes, Tony. Unfortunately, we do think it is. Um, since starting in the financial industry myself, I mean, I've come across some people who, despite their working hard, um, they still feel like their finances don't really reflect their efforts. The amount of money you're making, however, isn't really what determines your financial future. It's more about how how solid your plan is um, and how how well you're able to handle the finances that you have coming in. I mean, I've seen individuals who are just drowning in credit card debt, but they have a six you know, figure salary. But the reality is credit card debt is probably the worst kind of debt that you have. So, you know, on the other hand, you have people that have a very modest income, but yet they have no debt and their investments are strong and they're in a, just a much better financial position. You know, more income doesn't necessarily translate to a better financial situation. Right. I think that's a great point. Uh, wow. That's that's interesting. Now, uh, maybe we could talk a little bit more then about the difference between these types of people, Simon. Yeah, I think it comes down to the education that they've received regarding their finances. You know, and that I think can be twofold. One, the principles, you know, that were instilled in them when they were young, you know, did they learn to appreciate the efforts that went into making money and conversely the value of saving of it towards a particular purpose? You know, secondly, as they grew older, did they continue to develop that themselves? Did they apply those principles to their own personal finances? Also, did they seek out information to help them to continue to do that and to do so in a better way moving forward? You know, of course, everyone would like to make smart financial decisions that will position them correctly for their future. But many were not taught that at an early age and did not have the benefit of those principles maybe being instilled in them automatically at the in those younger years. Or maybe even worse, they, maybe they had poor role models in the financial area growing up in the families that they had or the surroundings that they were involved in. According to a Fortune article, nearly two-thirds of America's, Americans can't pass a basic test on financial literacy. I just read that the lack of financial literacy in our country has even led the government to designating April as Financial Literacy Month. For over a past decade, that's been the case. However, I just learned that myself as we were preparing for the today's show. It's been going on for more than 10 years, and it's in my own field, and I've never heard it prior to this. So clearly, it's not an area that somebody's promoting too much or that we're hearing a lot about these days, Tony. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a staggering statistic. I mean, obviously, but Baron, I mean, what do you think of this? How, just how bad is financial literacy in America today? I don't know if it's scary, buddy, Tony, but I mean, really, realistically, it's really pretty bad. I mean, to put it into perspective, 
44% of Americans don't have enough cash to cover a $400 emergency. And that's according to the Forbes article that um, Simon was referring to before about how badly America is um, failing at financial literacy. I mean, that's a really scary number when you think about it. And a lot of people will say, oh, I, 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 I have that. But a lot more people actually don't have that. Think about it. Just to cover a $400 emergency. You know, yeah. the, me- the median out-of-pocket cost for an emergency medical expense is around 1000 bucks. So that means that almost half of Americans are literally one accident away from receiving a bill in the mail that they just can't afford to cover. Um, it may be harder to imagine right now since the job market is strong, but imagine the setback an, inv- uh, an individual would have if they were to lose their job with less than $400 in their account. I mean, I don't understand how people could even you know, emotionally deal with that. Right. This this all ties back to understanding the importance of an emergency fund and having a better grasp on financial sense. I mean, we really think it's important to have at least six months worth of salary at the least of an emergency fund um, just for these specific situations. You know, another statistic that uh, sheds light on our financial know-how is 43% of those with student loans are not even making payments. You know, so how is that going to affect them later on in life? More than 16 million people in the U.S. have a master's degree. That's about 8% of the population. So master's degrees have become about as commonplace as bachelor's degrees were in the 60s. With that popularity, though, comes a growing number of individuals who have put off paying uh, their student loans. Now, granted, the rising costs of tuition play a key role in graduates struggling to pay off loans. But I think overall it would help students to have a better understanding of how repayment uh, plans look after graduating. And this you know, may be able to help them make more informed decisions about their degrees and uh, education options. Are there any areas that we should be discussing that might give us an indication as to whether we're financially literate or not, Simon? You know, Tony, I think another area to consider is uh, credit card debt. You know, according to a recent study, 38% of households in the U.S. have credit card debt right now. They've also found that the average household's credit card debt is about $5,700. You know, if you ask me, that's an average income for the average income that's out there. Uh, in the household, $5,700 is probably too much credit card debt for sure. You know, the interest um, that accrues while maintaining credit card debt, obviously, can be incredibly damaging to your financial situation. And of course, the increase is the amount that you'll ultimately be paying towards whatever purchase you use that credit card for. You know, many people with credit card debt are unaware that they are paying so much in, in interest or more importantly, that there are strategies that can help them reduce their interest amounts that they'd be paying moving forward. This is another one of those areas, I think, that, you know, fundamentals, principles, you know, being instilled at an early age, parents should realize that the credit card companies are doing it. You know, college students get inundated with credit card offers as soon as they enter the campus. And even worse, it was big news a few years ago. I was thinking about this when we were discussing the topic earlier that, you know, years ago, Barbie started coming out with a Visa card. You know, credit card companies want to get that instilled in the younger generations because studies show that there's brand loyalty associated with the first credit card that you receive when you're growing up. 
and they know how much money that leads means over the long run. So parents need to be aware of that, combat that at an early age as well, Tony. You know, teach good principles as it applies to debt, not just savings. Right. Uh, and I, I just, uh, that's a great point. And obviously, none of us want to have credit card debt, but uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, a lot of folks out there aren't living within their means. And uh, for those who are in that hole, it, it is encouraging to know that there are strategies out there to help them recover. Right, Baron? Well, yeah, certainly. It just comes down to having a budget and repayment plan in place. And then, most importantly, sticking to it. You know, my last area of financial literacy, or lack thereof, I should say, is in the retirement realm. Um, going bank rates, I conducted a survey of millennials, Generation Xers, and baby boomers, asking them how much they had saved for retirement. Uh, the results, unfortunately, were bleak and revealed that many people are not on the right track to covering their expenses in retirement. You know, in fact, they found that 56% of Americans have less than $10,000 saved for their golden years. I mean, that doesn't sound so golden to me. I mean, I, I really think that that is an alarming stat. And um, we really kind of start needing to be paying attention to this and changing these dynamics because that that is, a again, another, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. Um, obviously credit card debt and debt in general is a problem. Um, Simon, what do you think is the reason behind people's failure to plan for the future? Well, Tony, we all know that sometimes for many people, retirement planning can seem overwhelming. There's no denying that, you know, especially when the future always seems further away than it actually is. You know, so many people think their immediate concerns are more important, you know, that they will need to get those things sorted out. And then they'll get to that next step shortly, but it's a cycle and it just leads to that continuing to be put off longer and longer until we end up in that situation, as Baron pointed out earlier with some of those surveys, you know, and there's also the feeling of discouragement, you know, that may stem from a lack of education regarding the importance of financial planning and when it comes to retirement, but like so many things in life, you just can't let yourself get down, you know, you have to realize that it means so much to your financial future and peace of mind. And as I stated earlier, you know, you don't have to know everything. In fact, you don't have to know anything at all about savings and investing if you find a good financial advisor and they'll help guide you and teach you along the way. It's a good way to get yourself started if you're concerned and have that lack of knowledge yourself. This is a great discussion. Financial literacy is very important. Now, we will have to take another quick break here. Baron, is there anything you want to share with us before we do? Well, just that regardless of how overwhelmed or uncertain you feel when it comes to your finances, you know, it's really vitally important that you begin to put together a retirement plan as soon as possible. Um, you know, our goal at Wellington Adams is to cut through all the industry jargon, you know, the financial misconceptions and uncertainties that you may have and help you accomplish your income goals, you know, by discussing what your debt level is, how we can cut down that debt, which credit card debt to pay off first. Um, we really work hard to set people like you and people out there just up with the tools and accounts to help them succeed in their retirement, you know, regardless of what phase of life they're in. So it's whether you need help managing your debt uh, and devising a, a repayment plan 
or you want help creating a personalized strategy for your retirement, I mean, that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to help. Um, again, as Simon had mentioned, for any of our listeners here today, um, we're offering a complimentary consultation. We can sit down with you, see where you're at as far as debt is concerned and what strategies we can help you with to try to lessen that debt and get your financial picture um, you know, in a little bit of a better shape, a little bit of a better position. If you or you know, someone that you know would like help in this realm, feel free to visit our website at www.wellingtonadams.com or call our office at 855-793-2409. All right. Thanks, Baron. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard right after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. Call our office at 855-793-2409 or visit us at wellingtonadams.com to learn more. And now back to Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Welcome back, everyone, to our last segment for this show of Are You Financially Literate? We've been discussing some of the ways that people may be financially illiterate, including the shocking amount of Americans that don't have enough to cover a $400 emergency, uh, the number of people who aren't taking steps to repay their student loans, um, the large prevalence of credit card debt among American households, and finally, the amount of people who have really little to nothing saved for their retirements. I mean, these facts point to a broader issue that, you know, really basically many, many Americans just lack the basic financial literacy that they need to have to be able to be comfortable in their financial lives. Right. And that's that's so important. Uh, I really think that this has been a great discussion so far. I appreciate the recap. And now that we've talked about some of these problems that surround a lack of financial literacy, uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about where we should go from here. What do you think, Simon? Yeah. You know, I think that that's an... Imp- yeah, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, Mitch. Yeah, I think you're right, Tony. You know, unfortunately, there are only a few states that require personal financial classes for high schoolers. You know, I believe that if as a nation we had a more widespread financial education program in place, we would certainly have a lot more financial literate, financially literate people among us. You know, one of the things Baron touched on earlier was the college debt and how few people are repaying that. I thought as an interesting note, he ended with the point that maybe that should be something that they're aware of going into it. You know, maybe that is something that in that high school phase as they're promoting college and looking at it and things like that, they should talk a little bit about, you know, what student loan repayment looks like, what those college debts and those decisions they're making, uh, you know, look like on the back end. You know, without the benefit of resources on finances, individuals are left to navigate, uh, you know, oftentimes confusing and ever-evolving world of finances on their own. You know, I know to many people talking about finances is about as appealing as watching paint dry. However, it isn't that awful 
We do it all the time here and everybody loves it. And besides, you know, if you start applying the principles you learn towards your own personal situation and see the slow improvement start to snowball and pick up, you know, it may not, it may be a bit more rewarding than we would have thought in the potential excitement and encouraging about what the future holds for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, it is, we really need to get our ducks in a row for the future uh, because nobody has a crystal ball, but there are so many strategies and plans we can make. And uh, again, knowing these things is so important. Uh, we need to be knowledgeable on this subject since it's going to affect so much of our lives. Right, Baron? Yeah, I just want to also, before answering that completely, I just also just wanted to touch base again on what Simon had mentioned about, you know, that there's only a few states out that require finance classes for high schoolers. I mean, I can only imagine that if, you know, I had that growing up in high school, how much, you know, uh, quicker and easier of an understanding I would have had about finances before getting into it. Now, and this is coming from someone who's dedicated their whole life to it for the most part. I can imagine how, you know, everybody else would be all that much better off had that been in place at, you know, at the very least the high school level. Um, don't really see that even to this day. So hopefully, you know, there'll be uh, uh, more schools and more states that actually make that a part of their curriculum. Yeah. You know, I mean, to answer your question, you know, of course it will, but it's easy to put things off until they really become a glaring problem. Unfortunately, many people don't realize just how important it is to learn about smart money choices until it's too late and they maybe can't afford the retirement or future that they had always envisioned. You know, hopefully parents, uh, public schools, employers, and universities begin taking steps to promoting financial wellness. This is other areas besides just the schools where you can start getting some education. You know, after all, they are positioned to create much needed change and be part of the country's financial solution. But we, we can't just sit around waiting for that to happen. We have to be proactive, and it's important to start taking the proper steps now. Yeah. Uh, can you share, Simon, some tips for us on how we can go about gaining financial literacy then? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. You know, it may seem overwhelming to get involved in your finances, um, but you'll be so much better off in the future if you start taking control of your own financial life and putting some of these things that we're talking about in place. Um you can start by reading some key good books and articles. I know you're thinking reading, hard to pass up a, <laughs> on that kind of dull reading and all that excitement. Um, but if you start small and get more into browsing Money Matter related magazines, newspapers, and some book, books meant for individuals, you'll be surprised at how quickly you start to get a grasp of things. I know it's not as if we're suggesting that you make it your new hobby or replace a hobby. You know, just read a brief article once a month. Read a book every two or three months. It's not a lot to read a book over three months. It's not a lot to ask of ourselves, especially when we're talking about our own personal financial health. But that means that you'll read three or four books a year if you do that. You know, you know tell me, if you read three or four good books on personal finance, um, planning principles, do you think that you'd have a better grasp over the long run? on what can help improve that fundamental base of information. You know, another useful thing I think to start is using our financial management tools. You know, when you connect uh, with some financial management tools like Mint or any other related service, 
to your personal accounts. They'll allow you to connect your checking, savings, credit cards, mortgage, all those types of things into one place. You can watch them all come together and get on top of your money. feel like you have a little bit more control as you kind of see that big picture uh, outlined for you there. It's an easy way to manage your finances in one place and gain control over your own personal financial situation. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, These services do sound helpful. Uh, Baron, do you have any other tips for us? Yeah, Tony, I think one of the most important things that you can do is ask the experts for advice. You know, in the same way that you couldn't perform brain surgery on your own because you weren't trained in that skill, you know, you should consult a trusted financial services professional that has the experience and can help you understand how to budget and save. Professionals can help you look at how you're handling your finances and make suggestions on how you can start to pay off any debts that you have. As I mentioned earlier, start with the the credit cards that have the highest interest rate. Um, Start consolidating those debts and start managing finances with a plan that's going to be based on your own unique situation. Uh, Aside from that, take advantage of the networks that you do have access to. You know, whether it's a podcast, a webinar, a blog, um, you know, there are countless financial education options available to you. Simon mentioned before about books, you know, you got magazines, Wall Street Journal, um, Barron's newspaper is a really good one also. Be sure to look within your immediate network also. You know, consult uh, successful friends is another uh, avenue or family in your circle of influence and utilize the knowledge that they have and the experience that they've gone through and you know they can then share that with you. There really are just truly endless options that you have if you just kind of you know make the decision to say, hey, I wanna get to know a little bit more about my financial situation, uh, get more comfortable with it so that you can expand your financial literacy and again, just have an overall better feeling of your whole financial plan. Well, unfortunately, guys, our time is up for this week's show. Simon, is there anything you want to add before we go? Well, Tony, you know, we're just hoping that the listeners today got something out of the show and have a better idea of some ways that you can become more financially literate and take control of your money, your finances, your future. You know, more importantly, however, you know, we want to stress that you don't have to feel overwhelmed by your financial situation or feel bad or embarrassed about it. You know, you're not alone, you know. Wherever you are on life's journey, take a few minutes, go online, pick up the phone, give us a call. We want to encourage you guys, you know, don't put it off any longer. Take the time to uh, reach out to us. We'll sit down with you. Take the time to help you build a financial plan or fine tune your existing one if you've already started. You can find out more about us or reach out to us online at wellingtonadams.com or give us a phone call, 855-793-2409. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Simon Hilliard and Baron Fitzgerald. Join us same time, same place next week for another show of Financially Tuned. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.